0: Today we're going to speak to Rod Godfordson of downtown Beloit's Austin's Barber Shop. Rod is a longtime Beloit resident and business owner. He has been in Beloit a considerable span of time and his barber shop is considered Classic Americana. If you visit the shop, that is exactly what you're going to see. You can also visit on the web at rodthebarber.com. I came across Rod on Facebook. I really enjoyed some of the historic photos he had to share. The fact is, his barbershop holds near 100 years of history, and Rod himself has over 40 years of experience. Rod describes his work as classic barbering with style. He is an individual who I think would have many great stories about Beloit, considering the people he interacts with on a daily basis As well as his obvious dedication to remain busy in our city. When my daughter Lydia and I arrived at the shop, the sign said, You're next. And we were lucky to catch this busy guy for about 20 minutes. But Rod was an easy guy to talk to and happy to sit with us. The Boy Podcast is glad to welcome Rod to the show.
1: Check him out.
0: Just go ahead. Go ahead. Or if he's going to record something, you don't want to be doing a Yeah <laughs> Yeah, we. Uh, well, that's fine. So um,
1: what's up? I don't know anything about Beloit Podcast. Help me. It's
0: brand new. Uh, we're okay. trying to highlight good things, historical things in Beloit. Uh,
1: well, then you're at the wrong place.
0: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you guys got uh, a lot of history here. So. Okay. And I just spoke with Rich Ranf at the auction center. Uh-huh. He recommended me to you. So. Okay. He said you might be the guy to talk to. How did you get to where you are in life right now, right here in the barbershop? Okay,
1: well, I originally, when I graduated from high school, I went to technical college for electronics technology, only to find out I didn't have the math background that I really needed, mm-hmm. and so um, my counselor, or whatever, suggested from the things that he'd seen from my classes that maybe something working with my hands would be a better idea, Yeah. and I also had a very good friend that I hung around his barbershop, and uh, he said, "Hey, why don't you go to barber school?" And, and he said, "You know, learn learn how to do it." He said, "You don't have to do it for the rest of your life, but at least have that for under your belt, baby." And, and at the time, at the time the Vietnam War was a little scary. I was worried I was going to get drafted any day. And he suggested that if I did get drafted and had my already was cutting hair and had my license, I could go down instead and enlist in the Navy and cut hair in a ship and I probably wouldn't have to shoot anybody or well, what I didn't deal? want to do. Yeah, be kind a of a conscientious objector, but yet not really a person who would not go in if I was called. Yeah. So that sounded like a plan, but it didn't sound like something I would do forever. It was mm-hmm. just gonna be something to you And uh, somehow forty three years later I'm still I'm still at
0: that's it. That's amazing. Being a barber in Beloit, with the history you have, what is it that you find most educational or inspiring when it comes to the work you do?
1: Wow, just the, everybody's the people you meet every day. Yeah, uh, lots of people. It's, it is is interesting. In fact, I do—I have put on these uh, seminars, and I did one just recently at the library, where I show photos of old Beloit. And oh, neat. I went over 200 photos, for instance, and even though I'm looking at people who were young in 1936... I cut their hair when they were 80 or 90 yeah. or, you know, yeah. and back when I was only 25, you know, mm-hmm. and now I'm 62, almost, almost 63. And it's just really cool to see, to have that that part of history kind of blend in with, you know, I was a young man then and they were old, but now I see this and, and now that they're almost becoming ancient history and I'm now becoming part of the history myself.
0: That's what we're doing here at the podcast. We're trying to recap on everything that we still can reach out to right now and make sure it's available for the future. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump to the next question. Personally, I find Beloit is kind of 50-50 with stories that are uh, positive that go around here. We have a lot going on. Sometimes it's hard to pay attention to all the good that has happened here. Can you give me a story or a memory that makes you reflect on Beloit in a positive way, maybe uh, a moment in time you enjoyed right here?
1: I tell you what, I enjoy every day right here. I want to work with a smile on my face. That's I just awesome. look around and see how... How things have changed and how beautiful it is—just walking along the riverfront and coming into downtown—and just it just makes me feel good. I I, I love I love boys. It's I moved here in 1978. I was already, like I said, 26 years old, so I haven't been here all my life. But yeah. I can't imagine living anywhere else. I I just I really enjoy it. So I can't think of one moment. I mean, I just. But yeah. then again, but then again, I'm kind of a positive person, and I kind of you know. Yeah, that's why we're here.
0: So. That's great. Okay, so now that we've discussed a little about Beloit, I want to ask you about technology. You don't incorporate a lot of technology into this barbershop, yet you're not put off by that in any way. What is it like to remain here in Beloit as technology has advanced?
1: Uh, in my job, it really doesn't make a big difference and- this is probably a type of job that even fifty years from now really won't be a lot of changes and as it's far still as what we be do. Here. Right. You know, I've even had people say, Oh, aren't you worried that you'll be put out of not me, but you'll be you know, this business will be put out of business with robots and I keep saying, Would you stick your head in a box and have a bunch of sharp objects come at you? or or would you have even a robot come at you and maybe just dis- misfunction or something while it has got sharp objects up.
0: Doesn't sound safe.
1: I don't think it's something we have to worry about. It's way. an actual However, human skill. My kids did talk me into something here about three years ago that was probably the best thing that I ever did, and that's buying that iPad over there. And yep. what I do with it, I then can use a square reader and I'm able to take debit and credit cards. And um, I know that I satisfy people of all ages, but I was noticing that I was losing customers between the ages of... 18, and 35. Okay. And since I've had the, the iPad and I now can easily swipe you know, their credit cards, I'm seeing an influx. In the last right. two and a half years, I have seen more new customers that are tech-savvy people because they exactly. do this kind of stuff. And it's probably the best thing that's happened in my business in, in the last 20 years.
0: That is really that's an easy thing you can do right now to kind of advance the technology of your business. But like I, you said, you have a skill here that will be still able to be provided uh, 50 years from now.
1: And I was always kind of the... Like, I'll be darned if I'm gonna let the bank take 2.5 percent or whatever for yes you know, 2.75 for for making change yeah but I tell you what it's been the be- I, I've, I've seen more dollars come in my door just in the last two and a half years it's been more than worth it I wish I wish I, yeah. <laughs> I wish I would listen to my kids earlier
0: there's there's things developing right now uh, that are zero transaction even so uh, it's called Bitcoin and I'm gonna be talking to more people about that. When I talk to more businesses and that below. wonderful. yeah. It? All right, one last question here: uh, Do you have anything going on right now or upcoming that you'd like to promote to our listeners?
1: Things stay pretty same around here. Nothing really changing. You know, I would like to find uh, someone who could come in and work with me if I could find the right person. Um, I don't know how to even go about doing that. You
0: know, but uh, well, we're uh, getting the word out on the podcast. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> thanks for joining That's us. That wraps up our conversation with Rod Godfordson at Austin's Barbershop in downtown Beloit. From the start, when I called up to set up the interview, he was totally easy to communicate with and open to the idea of doing something called the Beloit Podcast. Rod was happy to greet us when we got there, when we walked into the store It really carried uh, an environment that I could only describe as a classic barber shop. I'm sure you noticed some of the music Rod plays from his iPad at the shop. I personally thought that was very cool. We heard some jazz and some other classics, but what stood out to me the most were the old barber chairs, the old pedestal shampoo bowl, and the solid wood barber cabinets. Rod is not only responsible for the upkeep of his vintage barber shop; he can also be found sharing other historic people and places from Beloit. He shared with us that recently he held a few seminars at the Beloit library where he presented old photos of Beloit. Overall, Rod is someone who enjoys the history of our city, and I'll bet that has a lot to do with why he stays busy here. Don't forget to visit rodthebarber.com or stop in and see him at the barbershop. I want to thank Rod for taking the time to check in with us, and maybe we can get him back on the show in the future. Send your comments and questions to thebeloitpod at gmail.com or comment on Facebook, our main website, thebeloitpod.com. Also, you can leave a voicemail at 608-466-6013 and I will take your calls Monday and Friday. Thanks for stopping in for another episode of the Beloit Podcast.